Hello. Hey there. Hey. Uh, this is uh, Cityscape with the pink font. I am Paige. Pink font. I'm Paige. And I'm Miranda, the co-host. And uh, on this podcast, we go through uh, episodes of Sex and the City and highlight the things we find problematic. And not just Sex and the City. We're probably going to do some rom-coms and break up the monotony real soon. But today, we are discussing episode six. Six, which is called Secret Sex. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Um, and basically, the episode... Uh, the highlights are the idea of uh, sleeping with people that you would never introduce to your friends because you're embarrassed by them, I, a.k.a. secret sex. Um, Carrie and Big go on a date and have sex. Um, and Carrie's bus advertisement is put on the it, like the, the one that's referenced in the opening credits. Yes. Uh, we see the the creation of that. Those are the highlights. Those are the yes. All right. That uh, my first note. The quote: "True mo- romance cannot exist without good sex." In my following note from myself, as the asexual of the group, who who, who takes a while, it takes a lot for me to get the horn for anything. <laughs> I said the most stories, the most romantic stories about longing that I've ever heard, there had been no sex involved. I feel like intimacy is a spectrum. Yeah. I feel like there are ways to be physically intimate with someone. There are ways to be just emotionally intimate with someone. They are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I don't, I, I think that it, I don't know, romance, I, was that a Samantha quote? I feel like it had to have been a but, Samantha Yeah, I, I, I don't know, I think, I don't know, I didn't write who, who said that, but I, it's not the fact that I felt like particularly victimized by it, but I was just like, that is sometimes not true, and sometimes right. it's true. Right. And uh, in, in I, my, in my experience, no, no, like I like you're talking. I mean, Miranda was Miranda the character. No, 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 no. I'm switching it around. Miranda the co-host, not Miranda the character. Miranda was in one of my musicals, and this okay. musical, yeah, it was called Lobby Channel, and it was about this awkward disc jockey who falls in love with a woman that he sees on on a security feed that accidentally starts starts um starts coming into his television set and he starts watching obsessively to like watch this woman go in and out and and like he yeah it's it's a lot about voyeurism it's 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 got a lot of taboo shit in that particular show that show that that i love that show too but it'll never happen again um but yeah, like that—that that and it was probably one of the most romantic scores that I ri- that I've written, like musically. So, yeah, like I I gravitate towards things that like love stories that don't necessarily the nobody bangs at the end of it. 
I, um, it reminds me of um, a monologue from one of my favorite rom-coms. Uh, the mirror has two faces star- starring Jesus. Barbara Streisand. Jesus Christ. Okay. I found it, found someone. Okay. I've got it out of my Anyway, screen. there's a classic monologue that I make like pretty much everyone who becomes my friend listen to at some point. <laughs> and she's talking about this idea of like romantic love versus like physical attraction and sexual desire. And I'm ultimately, she like talks about how it's like, it's a crock of shit. And like, like, why do we risk it all and go after like the, this idea of like sexual desire and, and like that sort of passionate love, if it can like fizzle out and have like a really short shelf life. And it's like, cause it feels fucking good. Like while it's lasting, like that passion, the being swept up in La Boheme and all of that bullshit that gets me every time. Like, God, the heartache sucks, but doesn't it feel lovely in the moment? Anyway, <laughs> um, my first note <laughs> was, why can't we sleep with someone we are serious about? Uh, or why can't we sleep with someone we are serious about, like, for so many dates? Like, why is, like, what is this rule system See, I never really understood the rules. Like, I don't know who, I think the thing is, is that I don't know who made the rules, so I don't know if I should trust the rules. Well, I think from my perspective, like, I've I've had it implied that, like, well, maybe things would work out better for you. Like, if you, essentially, like, if you weren't such a slut sometimes, like, or if you had more self-respect, like, if you didn't, like, give it up hey, in now. the first, if you didn't give it up in the first couple of dates. And like, I don't, you know what, honestly, from my experience, it doesn't, so far, it hasn't mattered if I wait two months or if I wait two hours, like it, I'm still single. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I remember, I remember the two of us a couple years ago having a conversation with a friend of ours name. Uh, we'll, We'll just, we'll just call her Dr. E. Um, and, uh, and, and we were talking about this very subject and she brought up the fact that like, in terms of like rules, like maybe it, maybe all of these rules that, that we have in dating have kind of pushed us, uh, us as a society to behave in ways that maybe aren't in our best interest because it's just because we're oh we i do this because because the rule says i should do this or should not do this like you you're mm-hmm. not acting at, in your most honest impulses because it's been programmed because mm-hmm. you've been programmed to to think that to, to behave appropriately according to your code and when your code it, when you in the code of your soul does not match the code of society that's mm-hmm. when that that's when you you really start like question questioning right. everything does that make sense absolutely yeah like it it feels like it feels like a moral failing or like a, just a personal failing if like what what you feel or what feels right to you doesn't fall in line with like what society has laid out as the appropriate behavior. Oh my God. And as an asexual, that is speaking so hard with that, 
because like I know that everyone else is having more sex than me. And it like it used to bother me, but then when I was actually when I looked at the situation and saw like how how very how how complicated my life is in very similar ways to to my my more uh, sexually active friends, like I realized we're not real we're not really that different, right? The only thing the only thing that that is different is that their libido's higher than me. Right. I think, and again, I think that even ties back to this idea of like intimacy has so many different levels. Like it's not, Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like just because like your libido is different and like your sexual activity is different. Like you still have intimacy with people in your life. And that still creates these complicated webs of interaction because Oh yeah, and 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 I will argue, and Miranda has seen this. It will it arguably makes it more complicated because there is no sex involved. Um, I think so. I was taking a swig of water. Oh yeah. Um, yes. No. I think that like, I think because of how we are um, conditioned to understand what intimacy like looks like and how it interacts with our lives when there isn't that physical aspect of things, I think it can get really confusing for people because we're conditioned to expect like this part of the equation. And it, you know, when it's not there, it's like, well, Oh yeah. What the fuck is this math? Yeah. And my, and, and my, my friend Frankie, and I will say Frankie, cause I love Frankie. My friend Frankie uh, had to remind me a couple of years ago was is just don't give them girlfriend privileges mm-hmm. because there there was a lot and you've seen this there's a lot there's been a lot of situations where I'm like I feel like I'm a girlfriend but I'm not a girlfriend <laughs> and that's really really messing with with my perception of how uh, of how I should react and. Um, especially when there's no sex involved there, there's, there's, I felt like there's no contract to state otherwise. So that's also very confusing, but that's. Well, and I think that that kind of ties into an expectation of like femme friends doing emotional labor for the people around them. Yeah. Like, like if, if there isn't a a trusted female in a, a masculine friend's life, or if like, they don't necessarily have the foundations for like a emotionally supportive relationship with their partner, Mm -hmm. then I think that that's when you end up seeing femme friends doing that emotional labor that a, perhaps they should be exploring with a therapist and B, we are socially conditioned to do for the people around us. Oh my God. Yeah. And actually I've done a couple solids for, for, for my guy friends and their girlfriends by having a conversation with the girlfriend saying, Hey, 
next time they talk to me about this, I'm sending them to you because I can't have that conversation because well, right, it it's confusing. The water. It's, yeah, confusing. it's confusing. And like, luckily, luckily, like, like, I don't think it, like the, I don't think they, they found, they found that threatening. I thought I was doing them a solid. And also I was confused and tired, like right. exhausted, well, it's, like yeah, it's exhausting. It's, Cause it's fucking tired having to work through my own like emotional trauma (laughs) like it's it's like I can't I can't do my trauma and your trauma at the same time I'm very sorry we're good at puzzles not people puzzles motherfucker I don't know I mean I'm pretty good at people puzzles (laughs) I just don't necessarily want to have to fucking do them all the time like instead of instead of the Sunday crossword maybe I would just like a little bit of a Monday every once in a while anyway um (laughs) Now we my, got lessons. We got lessons in this in this episode. We're just, we're just going off. So my my next note is a quote from Samantha when she says, "You can have good sex with someone you don't like or respect," and that is <laughs> so true that it is it's distressing oh, actually. Man. I, I had a, <laughs> all right, relate, a relationship, if you will, with someone who's horrible to me all the time. Like, and it wasn't like a committed romantic relationship. This was just like a, a casual, a casual encounters <laughs> ship, a casual encountership, if you will. A fuck buddy, if the if we're using mm-hmm. casual terms. And it was so clear from start to finish that this person did not respect me, did not like me. But boy, did we have some excellent sexual encounters um, for a period of time. And I will uh, have more questions for you about this off off mic. But I mean, it's, it has since ended. And also upon reflection, I guess like it wasn't always that good, but at least like the first couple of times were decent. And then I think as, as I personally realized how, how little respect there was like just for me as a human being, like not even as like a sexual being, but just as like a person that existed in the world, it stopped being good for me. Oh, so I mean, I, I think that like, it is true. You can have good sex with someone that like, you don't particularly like or respect, but how long, like what the longevity of that is, I think is very, very short lived. If you, if you reflect on it, I guess. <laughs> I, oh man. I have nothing to add to that except for, I don't know. Like you Sometimes you go, you, you, you find yourself attracted to people you hate. And then you spend the whole time wondering why you're attracted to them. Yes, that's me. That's me. I'm like, this person repulses me. But yet. But yet. Why, why is there such magnetism? I think. And why are they, and why are they coming at me so hard? And why, why am I giving him that, that, 
fucking hate it. That, that, why terrible. am I giving him that angle? Like, it's very, like, why is this becoming Beatrice and Benedict all of a sudden? Like, oh my God. It's very, yeah. Yeah. Um, this, this note is my, all of my notes are stupid now. Um, my next note was those lazy motherfuckers never even bothered to get back in bed after they fucked. That bothered me that they had that whole scene on the floor and not in the bed. I think maybe that that was just them. Like it was, I think it was like a style choice of trying to communicate how good it was. That they both fell off the bed and they were too lazy to get back in. I don't fully understand. My okay. next, my ne- I, I, end honestly, of note. I've I've literally never experienced that. So maybe like I haven't had that good of sex because I've never ended up between the wall and the bed. Tell and me decided, how that is. And decided to stay there. Like, I mean, sure. Like, I think <laughs> I've had like, there, there's been like a slide off, but usually you return. I know. Anyway. Actually, um, have you seen? Okay. We'll get to your note. But now but, that we're talking about it, have you seen that one sex scene in Perry Mason? Yes. Where they're going at it so hard and he like <laughs> slides in between the the wall and and nobody called cut. That's that's the sign of a fucking actor right there is that you could tell that that was not that was not how they 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 blocked that and they just went with it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. No, that was God, dirty I, drunk I, lawyer. Cool. Perry Mason. Would. Fuck anyway. the shit out of him. He's <laughs> 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 so drunk and dirty. And so emotionally it's unavailable. So, He's so perfect. That's why I'm laughing. I was like, that's on brand. Very yeah. on brand. No, I know who I am. Oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, um, so my note. next my next note is after when they're in the Chinese restaurant <laughs> and they run into her friend who's on a date. And afterwards, they're like in the bed, bath and beyond trying out sheets. And he's talking about how like this this woman is like so sweet and thoughtful and like some of the best sex he's ever had. And I, I literally put wait how can you walk away from someone you feel so at ease with and have like the best sex with? Like that is like the ultimate like goal. Like that yeah, isn't that the, that's the, whole, what, the whole point of dating? Is finding that and he found that and he, I, it, it was basically. He's, he's he not pretty enough. Like, I feel like that's old. Like they were, like they were really trying. Like they were trying to let him imply that, like character imply that without saying it. And it, like, well, she's just not who I see myself ultimately ending up with. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I, I don't think <laughs> this episode made me really self conscious because, like, I have never like secretly dated someone, like been like like been in a committed relationship with someone that I don't introduce to people um which now makes me afraid that perhaps I have been the person secretly dated oh god you and I have similar fears <laughs> you and I have very similar fears <laughs> and I can't articulate why that but I don't know 
it's um it to to to, hop, to piggyback on to on to what you said about you know finding some somebody you're at ease with and and you're physically compatible with and that being the hot the goal like it, they he was using the looks as an excuse like mm-hmm. as an excuse to be scared mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah, that must have been it yeah that's that's the only way that I could make sense but besides it being shallow but. Yeah, like he was using his shallowness as an excuse to be scared of something going mm-hmm. right. And it's, yeah, like, guys, what you look like is what you look like. What she looks like is what she looks like. All right. Yeah, I put, so this is, mm. is this episode about people who seem societally mismatched, but connect regardless? Like, that's kind of what it it felt like it's like yeah um and it's almost like okay and and it wasn't quite like body shaming or anything but me 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 and another another um uh large bodied uh lady friend of mine talk about this quite frequently how um uh how we t- I'm trying to say this elegantly because I don't want, I, I don't want this to sound offensive, but you see, you see that stereotype of having a conventionally attractive woman being able to date, 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 uh, a not, a not hunk. You never hear, you never hear about an average looking woman dating, dating, dating a hunk like ever. And I feel like that was the conversation that they were trying to have in this episode, but it just, it well, just wasn't, it just didn't think, click and they, cause they didn't have a re- there's no rhyme or reason for that really. Right. Well, and I think part of the problem too, is that when, when like pop culture, like when movies try to have that conversation, it's always still a conventionally attractive woman that they've just put in glasses and like in a ponytail. Oh yeah. Or they, and like. And they have to change her still. Like, they still have to transform her into, like, the beautiful person she was meant to be. Like, it's never just, it's never just, like, this person is worthy and deserving of love and partnership as is. Oh, absolutely. And and we should, if you really want to anger me or watch me scream at the television for two hours... Shallow Hal starring Jack Black and Gwyneth Paltrow Paltrow. piss me the fuck off because it was just, eh. I mean, Jack, Jack Black has come a long way. I I love, I love his most recent works. Oh, absolutely. He's a talented dude, but Mm -hmm. like Gwyneth Paltrow. That's a bad one. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow does not know my life. Right. And will never know my life. Right. And and not that not to say that that character that character um, is is a larger woman dating in society, but it highlights all of the irrational fears that larger women have in society, um, dating wise. It highlights all of those fears, 
um, whether that they happened or not. Now I've been, I've lucked out and the dudes who, the dudes who didn't love me, didn't love me for them. Not because of I, not because of anything that, that was going on with my body. So that being said, and also fuck them. Also fuck, fuck those dudes. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so so he was using he was using her her looks as like as an excuse as, as an excuse. That was a long answer. No, I liked it. It's the whole point. It's the whole point of a podcast. It's the whole where point. We talk. It's the whole point. So have... my next note. <laughs> Go for it. Oh yeah. So this my next note reminds me again of a subplot. I am really bad at highlighting the subplots that are happening. So Miranda like meets a guy at her kickboxing class and they have a lovely time and she snoops through his apartment and finds some spanking porn. Oh, and that and guy. she and she has a conversation with her girlfriend with the girl the group about it and <laughs> My next note is a quote from Samantha where she goes, how can you judge him until you spank him? <laughs> really? And it just, I mean, you know, there's no need to kink shame. You know, no. Like, and then she just handles it poorly and like she makes him kink so kink shames un- him. Like- she does. She does kink shame. Like with unintentionally kinks change. Instead of just letting something like maybe develop naturally in terms of the conversation because she was snoopy, which, you know what? I really can't like criticize Miranda, the character too much because I am a nosy asshole (laughs) and like, and any of my ex-boyfriends, ex-partners will tell you I am nosy as fuck. And it has caused many a fight because I find shit that I have no business finding uh, because I am desperately curious to see everything um I own that I own that I am <laughs> I am I am a flawed human being and if you leave me al- I've worked on it it's desperately I, it- curious is a excellent it's that's an excellent way of putting it, it desperately curious to find things out yeah <laughs> no for sure I and 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 like genuinely it usually comes from a place of of just wanting to know it's it it usually has nothing to do with like wanting dirt or mm-hmm. um negative like connotation um but no yeah I'll I'll, I'll own that. I get that but also whenever you go in search of something you're gonna fucking find something like, and you can't, you have to like, you can't be upset when you find the things because that was the whole point of you being a Snoopy asshole to begin with. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh my God. The, did she ever say what her problem was with the, with the spanking or was I mean, it just out of, was it just so, so off, off the I charts think, that she wasn't expecting it? And that was the problem? Yeah, I think if anything, it was just like, because he seemed like such a, again, I think that this comes back to like the expectation of what is like acceptable sexually versus what's not. And so the fact like this, like wholesome, do- sweet doctor person, like, had a had a little kink for spanking um 
was really <laughs> shocking to to Miranda the character's like sensibilities. That's yeah. Now, granted, this is a world before Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh yeah. So and oh yeah, that there's is, a and, lot. And that's a shitty book example, anyway. <laughs> but oh yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's your? Do you have more notes? I have um, a few more. I, I, you know what? That about that, I do not because that. that that subplot, I kept on thinking, I was like, oh man, what if Skipper finds out? He'll lose his fucking mind. But luckily, he doesn't find out. Well, they're not really dating, so it's not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the thing is that, like, I don't really know, I don't really, it, Skipper is making this relationship out to be more than it is. And, it is. and, mm-hmm. and it's, it as the audience member, it is confusing me. Yeah. Like... <laughs> That's not on Miranda, the the character. No, that's just on the writers. That's just on the writers. I'm like, there's some clarity things where I'm like, oh, I thought that this was a relationship. Nope, it's not. Okay. Not one bit. Mm -mm. Never mind. Live your best life. Um, What was my next note? Um, For some clarification for our listeners, the point of this episode is so Carrie and Big have sex on their first date. And then she doesn't hear from him for a little bit. And then they, oh, before she doesn't hear from him, they're like walking on the street the next day and they run into someone that he like sort of knows and he doesn't introduce her to the person that he's talking to. Ah, yes. That's the whole point of, that's the whole point of the secret sex episode is like, so now Carrie is like putting two and two together and feels like, am I Big's secret sex? Is this what's happening? Am I the person he's secretly sleeping with? Is he ashamed of me? And that leads into my note. I don't know if you've found yours yet, but I wrote, yes, confrontation. Because this is towards the end of the episode when she drunkenly goes to his apartment and is like banging on the door, comes in and pours herself a vodka straight into the martini glass and is like sloshing it everywhere. Acting like a crazy person, basically. She just comes into his house like, listen, we we are having a fight right now. Yeah, I fucking love it. The things that may or may not be going on in my head. I am angry at you for things that I decided in my brain without talking to you. That's basically what, what happened. And him like a rational old man makes, uh, makes a pretty captivating argument on why these things, like it was, I can't really say he was gaslighting her, but it was very gaslighting language. Like his explanation for, for him not introducing him, him to his friend is because he could not remember his friend's name because oh, he met him only once and I take you to this secluded Chinese restaurant because it is the best Chinese restaurant in the city where I'm like I don't know if you're lying you, I could, mean, you could be telling the truth my note on that was man I fucking hate it when shit is ex- easily explained like I, I hate it <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. Ain't that, ain't that I had good points. I had good points that I was making 
and you completely negated them with your thoughtful and rational explanation. Fuck you. Fuck you and rationality. Like, fuck you, That's rational thought. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't know. Like I kept on waiting for for another piece of information for me to like look under, really look under what's going on there. Like, no, he's probably telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my my uh my last um, what did I mean by that? Oh, um. The, the 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 ultimate question on top of this episode which i think it's kind of perfect secret sex is it a new form of intimacy and i put nope if there is shame involved that's one thing if it's just being private and being cool it's another but like if you are not if nan yeah i think there's a difference between like having a private relationship with someone that and i th- I think part of what makes this an interesting episode too is this, like, this is obviously before social media. Mm-hmm. Like, this is before Instagram or Facebook or any of that. And so I wonder how that would shape the conversation now. Like. Oh, yeah. If they had to, if they had to, if the, if all of these people were on Facebook and they are wanting to put the in the relationship tag mm-hmm. underneath their profile. Like that's, if that's their end game, fine. But uh, in this world, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to have to get over your partner feeling that your partner's uglier than you, Ted. If that's your real name, that's not Ted. Who was that guy? I don't remember. Um, yeah, your shallow friend, shallow person. Um, great. Great. So, yeah. If it end, The episode ends with, with Carrie basically asking Big, like, so is, is this a thing? Are we doing this? And he's like, yeah, looks like it. And it's okay. Like, huh. Oh. And uh, Shallow Guy gets his just rewards because the secret girl found a new dude who was more intimate with his feelings. So good for her. And good for Carrie and Big, question mark. I guess we'll find out. I guess I'll find out. You already know. (laughs) I do. I do. I do know it all. This is one for the books. This was one for the books look at it like yeah we really we really hit some yeah we we yeah we this was a home run of of uh intimate problems that we may or may not have solved we did we solved them we solved them we have all the answers that you need right here (laughs) come to cityscape with the pink font if you're looking for resolution of your intimacy issues yeah we (laughs) we get right in there we dig right in like, like an old, ing- like an old shoebox full of memories. Full of we memories. Will un- we will uncover them. We will unpack them. <laughs> we will unpack. We will. It. Yeah, it would be great. Uh, I am at Pageless Scott on Instagram, and I'm at Miranda Naring on Twitter. 
All right. And uh, uh, but we uh, oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, make make a compliment. Uh, have Venmo any, me. Venmo Miranda for the wine and dine. It's I'm never letting it go now. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to add my Venmo in, in on this in on this shit. I'll, if you want to wine and dine. Fuck yeah. I can talk about um, different types of enchilada recipes and any and and my my issues with charles dickens novels excellent and i'm an excellent conversationalist i think you're uh building some great expectations there (laughs) (laughs) well done madam all of those inquiries So sorry. I love it and hate it at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's been... This is the second episode that we have recorded today, friends. Um, But anyways, if you have anything that you want us to know, it's cityscapepink at gmail. And we will see you at episode seven. Bye! Bye-bye.